3: Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card.
2: AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
4: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath,
2: I got a really dope episode on the way for you, but first, let's get this started with some Afrotech news. Rick Ross says he's one year away from becoming the next hip-hop billionaire. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. That's what I thought. Afrotech love it is is we just walking up. Guess what?
2: That's audio from Ricky Rose last week in Austin at Afrotech. He performed Tortoise Stays Down. Um, he's got investments in real estate, cannabis, restaurants, healthcare, and more and um, nearly 30 Wingstop locations. Each location reportedly earns him an estimated $200,000 annually. That's what they give him. And it allows him to provide jobs. And he says with Wingstop, we are bringing in the food I like and adding jobs to the community. It's a double win. Shout out to Ricky Rose and hope you touch a billy. TikTok announced it is pulling the plug on his $1 billion creator fund. Now, this is important. the The outlet notes that before shutting down the creator fund, TikTok influencers and content creators voiced earning low payouts, sometimes just a few dollars for a mil for millions of views, making it impossible to earn a living through the creator fund alone. A lot of discontent there. As previously reported by AfroTech in March 2023, earlier this year, Sean Kim. Former head of product for TikTok's US operations said the quiet thing out loud, claiming that TikTok didn't create the fund to help creators monetize their content, but rather to help with user retention for their metrics, for TikTok's metrics. He says, when we launched the creator, the TikTok creator fund, we didn't launch it to help creators monetize. said South by Southwest. I mean that's what we said everywhere publicly we're doing this to help creators monetize that's not why we launched it we launched it as a reactive measure against other platforms launching their creator funds we thought to ourselves what happens if these creators then go monetize or create content on these other platforms it hurts our metrics our DAU our retention that's the reason why the creator fund was launched i appreciate the on, the honesty DAU is stately active users, by the way. But I appreciate that kind of honesty. But I hit up Isaac Hayes, who's founder at the growing fan base app and asked what he thought about this. I
1: think TikTok canceling their creator fund further proves that you can't pay creators and run advertising at the same time. It's impossible to serve an audience of advertisers but also try to make it possible for creators to earn millions of dollars when you suppress their content and having to do that by running advertising. Um, and the future of this is really subscriptions and that rev share and subscription models are the ways that creators are going to earn the most money in the future, which is what we've been doing at Fanbase from day one. So it's unfortunate and I feel for the creator community. But I think they have to start thinking differently about ways to monetize other than revenue from creator funds or small pieces of pennies per thousands of views um, that that really can not lead to a sustainable, um, thriving and and growing business. So um, it's unfortunate, but I think it, it points to the future that subscriptions are coming.
2: So, AfroTech reported last week the fan base has hit a, another milestone, and Isaac, an important one, becoming the first Black person to raise ten million dollars in crowdfunding, which means a whole lot of people—people people who look like you and I—who otherwise wouldn't be able to get a piece of equity in a growing startup, now hold stock in one. That's your AfroTech news. I'm Will Lucas, this is Black Tech Green Money, and I appreciate all the feedback and comments I've been getting on these solo episodes, and I was thinking about this one I'm going to talk to you about today. As always, um, if you get something out of this, I hope you will share it with somebody. Um, You can even comment, slide me a DM, I just want to know what you're thinking about this type of content. I've been getting asked for a long time to do these solo episodes, and I'm doing them, but to keep doing them, I just want to hear from you. So at Will Lucas on IG. I'm on I'm on fan too, by the way. At Will Lucas on Fanbase. It is not uncommon or irregular for someone to stop me at some point during my day, at least once a week, with a request for advice on a business concept or even a business move. Um now I've made it clear to me um and a few folks who have shown interest, like my 20-year plan. I have a plan that I wrote. At the beginning of 2019, it is detailing a 20 year run and this. Everything I wanted to do, everything I wanted to work on, why I was working on it, the people I needed to connect with uh, to be able to be to find success with it. Um, now, it's my personal mission, and it's a very detailed mission. I might even do an episode on that one of these days if you're interested. So um, but my mission is to create both content and opportunities that help black people realize entrepreneurial success beyond their wildest dreams. So everything I do has to be aligned with that. Now there are some things on the periphery that I know how they tie in, um, but everything that I'm actively involved with in some way helps me to, you know, achieve that particular mission. So I suppose uh, that wavelength of intention attracts people who have ideas and need information. and I'm okay with that. Um what I've learned to do is scale that kind of support for people. Um cuz what happens is when you're in a position to help, the questions you get are the questions you get asked a lot are a lot of the same questions. Um they're or if they, even if they're not the same they're very similar and may only vary with, you know, a little bit of nuance that makes the question specific to that person, but by and large, what I get asked about mostly is how to take a business from idea to a tangible thing. That's what I get asked about the most from budding entrepreneurs or would be entrepreneurs or would or early founders. Uh, people come to me with their ideas a lot or very early concepts of their product. Um, that could be for a variety of different reasons, but being somebody like who is constantly trying to feed on resources like me like in like I imagine you are um I'm looking for things that help me get from point A to a different point and I'm sure you're trying to always look for things that help you get from point A to point B um now whether point A is the idea and point B is making money from that idea there's a lot of resources out there that are in my view insufficient to helping Small business owners, startup founders, early ambitious entrepreneurs get the motor running, you know, because too often um, the episode this episode is not about how to make your first million. There's a lot of episodes of the wide variety of podcasts, a wide variety of books, a lot of wide variety of resources that help you find success in that area. This episode isn't about how to scale or how to sell your thing to people all over the world. And it's not about how to raise money. This episode is about how to start and how to start in such a way that you improve your chances of success. Now we're going to talk about scale and we're going to talk about raising money, but in a way that helps you think about them properly at the stage you're at, because too many of us aren't clear on those topics as they relate to ideas that we've ideated, because we tend to be. More beholden to ideas when they're ours, and we don't think about them as clearly. Often, not everybody, but we don't always think about them as clearly as we should. And so, this episode is about just that: how to start. And in order to start, you got to write it down. It needs to be clear in your mind what you are trying to do, and. You won't even know how many questions you that that will need to be answered until you start to write it down. When your idea only exists in your head, you can't get specific or gain an actionable view on the steps you're going to need to take to make that idea exist in the world. So I highly recommend there are some really good journals out there. Um, I use I used to use um, this full focus journal by Michael Hyatt. I no longer use that one because I didn't need necessarily the um, the prompts that it gave me anymore. I kind of just like to take notes in a different way. Um, But if you need prompts to help you start to structure your idea, the full focus journal by Michael Hyatt is a really, really good one. I've moved on. Personally, to like just regular mold skins. Uh, so I, I carry one of those in my bag. Um, I just need some place to just jot down ideas. Often, I'm just jotting down ideas in my notes app on my iPhone because it's always readily available. Um, and I also, very often, I will carry a small little um it's kind of like, what do you call those things? Um, little tiny journals. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Um, uh, one of the the field field notes. So I will just have one like in my back pocket. Um, very often I will have those with me because I like to just write down, like, it'll be like one word, you know, reminders of things that I'm going to need to transfer to a larger effort later. So I will often do that because it's just helpful for me. And so I, I recommend you do whatever works for you, but definitely start to write down, not just the idea But what are the steps that are required to actually making that idea happen? Now, I in the previous episode, I want to say it was two, three weeks ago is an episode. I put out the best apps and tech for small business owners. Um, That is a really good episode. If you want some more resources and things like that, things that I recommend you do to help structure yourself and structure yourself for success. Um, So I'm going to reference that episode a couple of times, but that is a really, really great episode if you want more depth about actual tools that you can use in your how to start journey. Now, I would also recommend you start getting really good at AI applications and I, I, I shouldn't even say really good. Just get proficient at using an AI like a chat GPT. It is not too late. As a matter of fact, most people in the world are still unaware of what's even happening in the conversation of GTPs, GPTs. And even before we discuss how to use them, just get familiar with how you could apply that sort of a resource. And so whether you want to spend time, I I could spend a whole episode on my love hate relationship with business plans, like writing out, 30, 40 page business plans, which a lot of places, if you go to support, you know, like kind of like local supports, like chambers of commerce and et cetera, they'll have you, you know, start to work on these long business plans. We can talk a whole episode about that. I'm not going to do that, but forget about putting your questions, um, in, in like the Google search bar, you know, AI is supercharging your ability to get these things done quickly and well so you can just simply ask questions to the intelligence, you know, even super specific ones based on your demographical information. If you're trying to figure out what your demographics should be, should you manufacture, you know, in-house or should you outsource your manufacturing? What country should you have your manufacturing in? Like all of these super specific questions that it is harder to get answered on a traditional search and navigation, you can do that with something like a chat GPT.
5: How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N.
4: State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future
1: LinkedIn, the place to be to be
2: AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream, connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream, connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three hour philosophy show, change the drive into work in traffic. So slow connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So I highly encourage you to start learning about writing prompts for. GPTs, And what what I mean by that is structuring your questions in such a way to get the responses that you need that will believe I, I believe that that will be one of the most valuable skills inside the next five years is how to write prompts. And this is not a technical thing. It is a way of thinking a way of thinking about how to write questions such that you get responses that are actually helpful to you getting what you need done. And so what I did, I went to chat GPT. I said, all right, what, what I write, I wrote, How can I best write prompts to get the best answers from chat GPT? And so it gave me a couple prompts I could use to get the best answers from it. This is something you can do with an AI like chat GPT. So number one, it said be clear and specific, clearly articulate your question or request. Ambiguous or vague prompts may lead to unclear or off topic responses. Provide as much detail as necessary for the context you're seeking. That is something you can't do with like a traditional navigation, a search bar being super specific, giving a bunch of detail. It, it can't find, it's harder to find the answers you need when you're that specific. And so, but with the chat GPT or another GPT, it's, it's saying be specific because it can handle that much information. Actually, it works best if you give it more information. The next thing it said was ask one thing at a time. And It says break down complex queries into simpler, more focused questions. This helps the model understand your intent better and provides more precise answers. This is what's so important about writing things down, because we don't always necessarily have enough clarity in what it takes to get to the next level if the ideas are in our head. But if we need to write it down and provide instructions, then you get to. You get an idea of what you is unclear to you as the entrepreneur, as the founder. But if you don't take the time to clearly think through point A to the next point, you're not going to know what you don't have clarity about. All right. So um, that's a couple of things that I there's there's like four or five more. I won't go into those. because I don't want to spend this whole episode on writing prompts, but these are the types of things that if you get at least reasonably good at AI, you will be so much further than most people. So I have a few more. Uh, These are just a couple of points. And again, I want to start. I should, I should have started here, but I'm going to say midway through this episode. These are not, these are not everything that you're going to need to know about how to start. These are, I'm, I'm speaking to the specific things that stop the people who come to speak to me, the things that they find challenging. So I'm using those people as a focus group because I believe they represent more entrepreneurs. And so most people get stuck on certain things. So the things I'm going to speak to in this episode are the things that I believe will help you get past those specific hurdles. The next one is I would stop spending money on stupid stuff. And so it is a super important, even I do it. So I I will go to my, my credit card statement every month, my bank statements every month and just look through them. I would just look through them and just see what is on here that I didn't even know I was being charged for anymore. Things on here that I'm not even using anymore. And so, because you're going to need to be your first investor, it is your job to invest in yourself before you start to even think about asking somebody else to invest in you. You should have the belief that I am willing to put my own money up. If you believe in the idea, if you're not willing to put your own money up in the beginning, come on. Um, I would be hanging around the right people and I, I'm not going to get into like a bunch of like very rudimentary stuff, but what we Miscalculate about finding success in entrepreneurship, business, startups, and et cetera is it's not like these the, there's these rocket science level challenges, these are doing basic things over and over. Well, do them well, We're doing well again today and well again the next day. Do the stuff well, the simple stuff really well, and you will find outsized success because most people don't do the simple stuff well. One of those things is the people that hang around. You cannot grow if the people you're hanging around with aren't growing. I- I'm going to leave that there. I'm not going to go further than that one. <clears throat> um, This is one, this next one. I'm going to just tell you what it is, then I'll talk about it. I would get as unromantic as possible about my ideas. And there will be things that you want to do that do not mean you should do them. I'm going to say it again a different way. Just because you want to do something doesn't mean the world wants that from you. As much as you love the thing, as much as you're passionate about the thing, as much as you believe, man, if I could just do this, you know, I would love to do this every day for the rest of my life. That does not mean people will pay you for it. And so are you you, you've got to be taking an honest assessment of yourself? A lot of people cannot do this. This is, uh, Entrepreneurial success requires a very strong ability to to look at yourself. See where you're deficient, see where you excel and then match yourself with something that the world will pay you for. That is not an easy thing to do for most people because we are passionate about specific things and your passion about specific things is helpful in determining what you should be spending your energy on but it does not mean that other people are as passionate to pay you to do it and so that takes some honest self-reflection that most people are not prepared for so i would ask myself a few questions what does the market need at such a level that people are well, are willing to pay you for your solution. What does the market need so much that people are w- willing to pay you to do the thing to solve their problem? What pains do people have that they're willing to pay you an appropriate amount um, an amount that works for you to have that pain alleviated? Just because people have a pain. And just because people have a need doesn't mean that they're willing to pay to pull out their wallet, to scan their card, to, you know, touch their Apple Watch to the pay, you know, device. At such a rate that it makes sense for you to do it. There's a lot of people who are willing to pay for things, but they're not willing to pay enough to make it a valuable business proposition. It's not worth it. Can your service or your product provide a solution at a price consumers are willing to pay that still leaves enough money for you to grow and reinvest into the business. Here's, here's the thing that I found most people will not do. And I've done this a gazillion times to my own pain because I love to do things that I've done. If nobody cares that you stopped doing it. If you were to start a business and you stopped doing it, would anybody say, ouch, would anybody say, where's the thing that you were doing yesterday? I need more. Why are you not ser- Why would you not give me more? Why are you, why are you depriving me of your product? Why are you not letting me have your service? If nobody does that, if your website has been down for three weeks and nobody's emailing you saying, yo, I need your website, I, I came here every day for, you know, my information and it's been down for three weeks. What's going on? If nobody's doing that, if you are, you know, the 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 fashion designer of your community and you don't release a new fall line. And nobody says, hey, when, when is the new drop coming? That you got to think about whether you really got a thing. If nobody cares that you stopped, you probably shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. That is hard to swallow. If nobody cares, nobody raised the the flag and said foul because Gene over here stopped doing donuts I demand Gene keeps doing donuts. I need those donuts. If nobody's doing that at some level, I'm obviously I'm exaggerating, but if nobody's asking where is the product, where is the service that you used to provide, you really got to think whether you've been force feeding and trying to, trying to get people who just love you and just want to support you versus actually building a market because people will support you and you get confused about whether it's just support because they is cute and they want to see me, you know, do my thing. Or are you actually building a business? That is a hard thing to swallow. You got to define who is your target audience? Who's your consumer, your product? I don't care what it is. It is not for everybody. It is for a specific group of people. Number one, you don't have enough money to reach. Everybody with your marketing and your branding efforts and your communication efforts. So you got to define who is best suited for who is the low hanging fruit. Who is this thing designed for? And then there may be other people later who, you know, come and join the bandwagon who see themselves in your thing, too. But if you're building a brand, who are you building it for and super serve that audience? Nothing is for everybody. There may be specific vertical, specific things inside of a vertical. That's this one's for that group. This one's for that group and they self-select, but nothing is for everybody. Some people like this version of a thing, whether it's white bread. Some people like this version of the white bread. The one that uses this type of flour, the other people love the one that look that's in brown packaging. So you've got to determine who is it for? Who are you talking to when you, Present your offering to the world. This is about all I'm going to get into. I, I told you I would get into, um, scale and raising money. And I, I'm going to just touch on it. Cause I'm going to get out of here. And cause I've been belaboring these points is while so often many of us are not ready for capital or to even scale, but behave, you should always be behaving like you will be. And how do you do that? Your system's will be important. How can, how good are you? Are you at documenting your operation? You cannot do this as a hustle. This has to be a business. How can you, I can't invest in your hustle, but I can invest in your business. So your business is made up of operations. I need to see some documentation. I want to see, you know, metrics over time. How are you tracking your things? How are you working to get your costs down? How are you at, how are you working to you know widen the gap between your costs and your revenue? Like all these things, document your business accounts. Those things have to be in order. Stop doing this stuff on your personal credit card. I'm not going to get into that today, but we'll talk about that at another time. You know, use the, use the systems that are designed to help you grow your business. Are you using QuickBooks? Is it integrated with your bank account? Is it integrated with your credit card? Are those things tied together? So you don't even have to go in and, you know, connect every manual, you know, transaction. It happens automatically, but at the end of the day, This is what's important about this entire episode. I can encapsulate it in one statement. The whole concept of how to start. Implies that you are serious about going, that you are serious about finding success. And I'm going to encapsulate how to start with this one statement. You can fool a lot of people, but please don't fool yourself. You can fool Me into thinking he's serious. She's serious. But only, you know, how early you got up and how hard you went after it. Only, you know, how late you stayed up and how much dedication and sleepless nights you put into doing the thing. Only, you know, the sacrifices you were going through to get better, not to just do the thing, but to get better at doing the thing. Only, you know. Nobody, the stuff that nobody else is going to see. That's where you fool yourself versus fooling everybody else because you're not on stage. You can fool a lot of people. By what you show them and what you wave in their face, but don't fool yourself by thinking the stuff that you're waving in our face is actually moving the ball forward. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Asking
1: the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
4: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
3: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.